0: Hi, I'm Maria Harris of VeloSews on social media, and today is a special Sew so Over 50 podcast. Now grab a cuppa and get ready to be inspired with us. Sew so Organised Style Podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the Elders past, present and emerging Welcome back to this special Sew Over 50 episode on Sew Organized Style Podcast. Sew Over 50 intersects with all communities. So as you know, Sew Over 50 has been running hashtag Sew 50 Sustainable Sewing this month and Judith Staley kicked off the sustainability podcast for us. And today we have Brittany of Untitled Thoughts with us to discuss sustainable sewing. Let's give a warm welcome to Brittany. Hi, Brittany. Hi, Maria. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited.
0: (laughs) Brittany, I've seen your work recently on Sew Busty. How do you feel about sharing your knowledge with the sewing community?
1: So I am actually a bit nervous. I find myself to be more of like a knowledge gatherer. And so I get really nervous actually sharing that knowledge with people especially because I'm afraid that I'm going to like say something incorrectly back to someone. But I'm just super hopeful that whenever I do share things that what I share comes across as helpful or brings some clarity to someone who's working with sewing. For anyone who also follows along with my patterns or my sew alongs, I try to add the tidbits of knowledge I'm super comfortable with in there. So where can we find you online? So you can find me mainly on Instagram at Untitled Thoughts or via my website, www.untitledthoughts.com or through my newsletter as well, which I put out weekly. And I do also have a Pinterest and a YouTube and Facebook because you're supposed to, but I'm never on them.
0: That's a lot to manage, Brittany. Yes,
1: (laughs) that's why I just kind of like ignore those.
0: (laughs) Why is sewing sustainably important to you? Sewing sustainably
1: is important to me because sustainability is just super important to me. It's really been at the core of my work since I started sewing. Whether I realized it consciously back then or not, it's just always been a part of me. And over the years, throughout my sewing practice, I've slowly honed in what my personal ideas and philosophies surrounding sewing sustainably mean to me. And they definitely have come through a lot of trial and error. And I'm still trying to figure out things for myself, but I feel like I'm kind of getting on that path that I've been searching for, for a long time. I don't know. It just fills me up inside to talk about sustainability. I always get like super grinny.
0: (laughs) Tell us some of the ways that you practice sewing sustainably. I feel like sewing is actually inherently a very sustainable
1: practice, at least from my point of view, and it can constantly kind of be like honed in to become more and more sustainable, you know, as you progress through your sewing practice. So the first thing is that sewing is really a break away from traditional ready to wear, which currently is not the most sustainable, especially when you like think about fast fashion, right? most ready to wear fashion is designed incredibly fast and pumped out really fast. And it's sewn with fibers that don't break down really easily. And it's designed with planned obsolescence, meaning that the retailer really wants you to toss out that garment as soon as possible so that you can keep purchasing. Whereas I feel like sewing completely cuts off that entire Mentality of just like buying, 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 and it forces you to sit there and say, okay, I can only wear or make things that are within my skill level. And that takes a certain amount of time, depending on, you know, your work life, your home life, things like that. And so just that fact is already being super
0: sustainable, in my opinion. So if we're sewing rather than buying fast fashion, what's the next way? that people can be sustainable with their sewing?
1: So I think that the very next step is, so once you've gotten into sewing and you're really getting a go, you know, the next thing is fit. I feel like everyone comes to that point in their sewing career where they're like, okay, I have sewn a bunch of really cool garments, but you know what? I don't think that they fit me as well as I want them to. Like my skill level wasn't there at the beginning, but now it is. By making your clothing fit you really well, you're more likely to have an emotional attachment to it, meaning you're more likely to keep it in your wardrobe for longer. That is like the most sustainable thing, right? It's just like keeping it in your, in your wardrobe.
0: Would you recommend that once you've developed a bunch of clothes, you know, trying to develop your skill level, would you recommend that people go back to those pieces of clothing to get them to fit them better? or to have them as examples of, I now know about construction, let me move on to fit. And I'm going to make a few other pieces to add to what I've got.
1: I honestly think that both go hand in hand, you know, I mean, there's definitely been some things that I have made at the beginning of my sewing career that will never fit me properly. (laughs) And those are nice reminders, as you said, to like, okay, this is what I shouldn't do. But then there's others that I've gone back to and I've improved upon or I've upcycled it in some way. I've made the dress that didn't fit well into a skirt or cut up the fabric to remake something else. Like there's endless possibilities.
0: And what about sourcing fabric and patterns? Are there ways that you practice so that you're doing it in a sustainable way?
1: Yes, definitely. So there's been a lot of discussion recently around purchasing patterns in particular and how a lot of people are taking more consideration into the patterns they purchase because there was that time where everyone wanted to support everyone and everyone wanted to make everything, which is awesome. It's so nice that the indie community is so supportive of one another, but that's not the most sustainable. And you wind up with a lot of garments that you might never wear. So when I'm making a decision to purchase a pattern, I really look at, do I absolutely need this? Does it feel like a specific function in my wardrobe that is not being filled by anything else? And then if so, I'll purchase the pattern. As far as fabrics go, I actually recently just sent out a newsletter to my subscribers talking about my change in how I'm purchasing fabrics. I actually have a really long list of criteria that I have to meet, which means I haven't bought any new fabrics recently. And for me, this is going to be different for every single person. But for me, I really want to be more hyper-local, supporting like a local economy. I want the carbon footprint of the fabric getting to me to be as low as possible. I really support like organic and farm raised by people who really are stewards of the land. I also added on natural dyes recently because I really care about what kind of dyes go into the garment, not just for health purposes, but also for environmental purposes as well.
0: So that way, you know, the dyes that are being used are not going to harm the environment. Would that be right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Because I don't think, I know I didn't think about it a lot, but when dyes are processed at the beginning of like the manufacturing stage, it's actually a very, Fossil fuel heavy industry, and there's a lot of runoff, and just like all the different things that go into making the dye adhere to the fabric.
0: You've covered buying fabrics and patterns to meet the needs of your wardrobe rather than just buying anything because it's popular. Right. So, are there any sustainability myths that you'd like to clarify? The number
1: one myth that I want to clarify because this comes up so often is that bamboo fiber is not inherently sustainable. I know that it's kind of like portrayed as this super sustainable, awesome, fast growing fiber. And it is, bamboo is great. It grows really, really fast, but it's not actually super sustainable the way that we create it into a fiber. It is a rayon, and that means that it is going through a really heavily chemically processed, just process in general, I have talked to a couple of people who told me that there are ways in which you can process bamboo for it to be sustainable. And it actually turns out that it feels a lot like linen, which is kind of cool, but it's very hard to find those kinds of bamboo fibers. So that's like the number one. I tell that to people all the time. That one's probably like the one that I talk about the most often.
0: What advice would you give new sewers who are struggling to sew sustainably? So the advice
1: that I would give to new sewists who are struggling to be as sustainable as possible with their sewing practice is some advice that I have been saying for a really long time, but I actually recently read it in a book by Erin Rhodes. The book is called Waste Not, and it's all about zero waste living. And she basically summarized it perfectly. And she says, do what you can with what you've got. And I just love that because that's exactly what we have to do with sustainability is we aren't going to be perfect. There's no way that we're going to achieve perfection because there's so many different ways to be sustainable. That's the main advice that I like to give people is just whatever you can, you know, if you don't have access to really great fibers and you're working with polyester, maybe try zero waste sewing, you know, with zero waste pattern designs, or maybe you don't know much sewing at all. And you just want to like mend what you have already. That's a great way to be sustainable or even purchasing thrifted items and transforming them into something new. I mean, there's just so many different paths to take. None of them is the right path, quote unquote. (laughs) And all of them are a step in the right direction. If you're thinking about being sustainable, you're already doing a really great job.
0: Just simple steps are all you need to do to get started to sew sustainably.
1: I totally agree. I I think that one foot in front of the other is all that we can do.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I just wanted to remind Soas that If you are taking part in the hashtag Sew50 Sustainable Sewing Challenge with Sova50, make sure you go over to the Sova50 account and have a look at the very simple ways that you can take part in the challenge and start living your own sustainable sewing life. Brittany, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Thank you so much for
1: having me. This was so much fun.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much, Brittany. And have a lovely day, listeners. This episode of So Organised Style Podcast for Sober 50 was produced by me, Maria Harris, with permission of Brittany of Untitled Thoughts, soundbybensound.com. You can subscribe to So Organised Style Podcast, but with an S not a Z, on all good podcast apps and give us a five-star rating and review. You can also support us on our Patreon account. Make sure you listen to our previous free Sew Over 50 podcasts and hear from great people from the Sew Over 50 community. All of Sew Organized Style podcasts are free to keep you company and make you smile. Post any questions or podcast suggestions you have on our podcast website at seworganizedstyle.com or on our Instagram account at Sew Organized Style or on our Facebook page. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.